and welcome to the only podcast that's all about Fort Meade, our community, and life in the military. I'm your host, Joe Nieves. And I'm your co-host, Sherry Kuiper, and you're listening to Fort Meade Declassified. Joe, I see uh, we both have our, our beverages to kick off our podcast work we do. for the day. So, you know what today is. So, we're recording. I think it's no secret that we record prior to when the podcast comes out. It yep. is April 1st. Mm-hmm. So it is April April Fool's Day. Day. But guess what else today is? Ooh, what? Today is the 1950 Census Day. Ooh. Do you know, you have no idea what I'm talking about. No, no, it's when they release the census from from like 75 years prior. Yes. So today they're releasing the 1950 Census and genealogists all over the world are thrilled. Yeah. But I think it's kind of funny because I'm like, well, there's nothing. I knew all my family members who were alive in the 1950s. But see, not 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 uh-huh. everybody, because my family is not like that. We didn't we didn't keep track well enough. Like I barely know my grandparents. Yeah. So and I don't know if it's a cultural thing or a generational thing, but we're the same generation. So I, yeah. I don't know. Technically, I don't know what we're two is. different generations. Why is that? Because I'm a Gen Gen X by two months, and you're a millennial. I like to think I'm <laughs> an Oregon trailer. An Oregon trailer. Yeah. So there's this there's this <laughs> brief period of time for millennials where you're analog into digital, rather than being born purely into digital. Yeah. Like I I still know how to reference things in a library. I learned how to do things before a computer came. As do I. And then as computers came, we walked into computers. Yeah. But you had uh, uh, apparently two months more of, of that period of time. But yes. there's a specific subset of the millennial generation where they're like they they like to call them the Oregon Trailers. Okay, yeah. I can I can support that. Yeah. I can support I, I, I like that. it too. But I definitely have millennial friends who are quite a few years younger than me. Yeah. And we definitely grew up in two different generations. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think that's a popular misconception that millennials didn't grow up analog. Like didn't know anything analog. Yeah. And I, it's just not true. Right. Yeah. It's, it's weird. A, it's a weird thing. But if you're a genealogist and you yeah. need some need some deets on your family from the 1950s, have at it. Go yeah. get it. Go find it. Which is funny. Speaking of which, we did my wife. We did a genetics test nice. recently to see where we where we come from. And what was yours? Shocker! I'm like 45 percent Puerto Rican. <laughs> That's it. We, yeah, which I'm like surprised. Were you surprised? I'm very surprised okay. because both my parents, their parents, their parents. You know, like all all Puerto Rican. But I did find that I have some Eastern Europe, or not Eastern European, but European, mm-hmm. which didn't surprise me because of Puerto Rico's history. I have some African in my blood, okay. which also doesn't surprise me because of Puerto Rico's history. And there was a few surprises where down the line, like in the 1500s, there was uh, India, mm-hmm. which was cool to hear that, to yeah. see that there's even a small percentage of India in my blood. And China. Hmm. Yeah, but like a fraction of a percent. Right. So, I mean, obviously it was like one person 300 years ago. Right. So, but it was, but it was cool to see. And of course my wife from Germany, yeah. 45% German, mm-hmm. all mostly Eastern European, yeah. but she had some Spaniard sure. and, and apparently one Puerto Rican ancestor in the 1700s. Related to your wife. 
Don't say no, no. <laughs> my, like 120th cousins, 10 times removed. I think one of my kids actually said, oh my God, what if you're related? I was like, ew, no. Well, if you do any amount of genealogy, you'll find that... There's some, yeah, there's some circuitous nature to it all, but yes. it's, I mean, 500 years ago, I mean, what are, I, the odds are absolutely... Astronomically, I could slim. do a whole podcast on genealogy stories, I, I, but I digress. They're fascinating. They are fascinating, yeah. and knowing um, your history is good. It's it's super cool, and there is some. I guess it's some theory. I don't know that it's scientific facts. Mm-hmm. So I'll say it's theory, but you obviously retain DNA from your ancestors, right? right? But you also kind of inherit their traits, and I'm going to mm-hmm. do a horrible job of explaining this. But when I do my genealogy, there are certain things about me that I am unique, uniquely into, intrigued by, or whatever, that maybe other mem- members of my family are not. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. kind of those things that you're into. Yeah. And then you go back and you find that you had family members who were doing that exact yes. thing that yes. you're super into. So that's what yes. I'm talking about. So it's super interesting when you go and you make that discovery yeah. of like, oh my gosh, like... I think it's like genetic knowledge. Right. It's almost like Yeah, that's a good It's way almost to like it. a genetic memory. Like yeah. my yes. oldest daughter is into almost everything that I was into as a child down to my favorite ninja turtle. Mm-hmm. Like the exact same what reads the same books Who's I used to read. Your favorite ninja turtle. Donatello. Oh. Mine's Donatello. Mike, mine's Michelangelo. Well, see, Mark Don, Michelangelo's a party animal, sure, he loves but, pizza. but Donatello was smart and like he could kick butt. Yeah, you know he was the he was the he was the nerdy I wasn't inventor. A I he really was the inventor, and I like that. Yeah. Well, I think I think Michelangelo was fun. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people liked it. Because yeah. let's be honest, he was the one that was designed to appeal to the kids. He was he was the one designed to appeal to yeah. like the kids. Obviously, the turtles in general was designed for kids. I was going to say, but, there was a talking rat. But that. but well then more specifically michelangelo was designed to appeal to the teenagers yeah you know he was the wild child having fun doing stuff yeah. whereas you know then you had the the moody one the angsty one and yeah, then you had the, the intelligent <laughs> one they were all supposed to represent like different moods for kids and stuff I like that i suppose so yeah i had teenage mutant ninja turtle jumpsuit like I had a onesie. And, yeah, onesie. I had a teenage mutant <laughs> turtle onesie. Like no, no, but not like a baby onesie. Like a kid size onesie. Like pajamas. Yeah, like okay. a pajama. Yeah, and you could put the hood on. It had the uh, the 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 you yeah. could see through the eyes uh-huh. of the thing. It yeah, was fantastic. I dressed up as a ninja turtle many times for Halloween. And yeah, there essentially, was, that's all. There was. was another kid in my class who had the same exact sweatsuit that I had. Nice. So we would consistently wear it on the same nice thing. and and so we Louis totally Metzger, i remember that we had the same jumpsuit and and we totally thing. if the millennial conversation wasn't a true sign we totally aged ourselves i don't care but i, I watched teenage mutant ninja turtles in the movie theater yes the the weekend it came out so funny story <laughs> so my mom took me to watch teenage mutant ninja turtles nice and as you may recall vanilla ice was in it yes <laughs> that was so, the second one yes yes so my mom fell asleep because she literally was just there taking <laughs> Yeah, me. she was just entertaining you. But let me tell you, there was a lot of people who screamed very loudly when Vanilla Ice came on screen. <laughs> I mean, he was like the biggest pop star at the time. He was huge at the time. And all these kids are screaming. My mom like jumped up <laughs> 10 feet, scared the 
scared something out of her for sure. Um, but yes, that's my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle story. But yes, we are aging ourselves. Yes, very much but, here. But my oldest daughter is into very much the exact same thing. So I refer to them as like genetic memories or genetic yeah. knowledge. Like there are things that I see in my kids where because we always wonder, you know, we always say who our kids take after. You know, like do they take after me? Do they take after their mom? My oldest takes after me and not her mom. Not at all. <laughs> That's always been one of those things where I thought was adorable, you know? I love it. Yeah. I love it. You know what else I love? Every, everybody? I love springtime. Yes. And spring cleanup is underway here at the yep. fort from April 4th to May 2nd. And we need it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've all noticed. There's a lot of garbage laying around the post. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I'll, I'll tell you, the, the, the animals aren't putting it there. Yeah. The people are. So let's get out there and clean up our mess. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot around the installation, there's, you know, units and such. We'll be doing spring cleanup around our buildings and all of that. Our boss is a great example of a human being who will see trash on the, floor, on the ground and he will pick it up and throw it away. We all need to be doing that. Yeah. Pick up the garbage because there's a lot around and that's not... That's not Fort Meade. I mean, we're not we're not dirty and ugly like that. So we don't want people coming into our house and looking at a mess yeah. and being like, "Yeah, so, sure, I'm okay with this." So go pick up trash, even if yeah. you didn't put it there. If you see some trash, yeah, let's all make the effort this month to go pick it up. Let's all do our part. That's right. Be safe, though. I mean, don't be like climbing into the woods and things like that. There's a process in place for that. But there's definitely a lot we can do to clean up around the fort, yeah. make it pretty. You know. Get her spring clothes on and yeah, and make her and make everybody feel good going into the spring. April's also Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month, mm -hmm. so that's a big deal. So we're going to have Samantha Herring on the next episode yep. to talk about what that means and how we are all responsible for preventing mm -hmm. sexual assaults, um, just on the installation, in general, outside the post, everywhere. Um, we all have a role in yeah. that. So, so that's an important thing coming up. Also, um, if you're tuning in uh, to our, our social media accounts starting tomorrow, you're going to see we're going to go on a field trip. We are going on a field yeah. trip. We're yeah. going down to Fort Belvoir. Yeah, and we're going to go see the caissons. Yeah, the, well, that's at Fort Meyer. Well, that's, that's at the old guard. That's the old guard, yeah. So, like, literally a field trip for us. Yes. So, you, me, and Brian Spann, mm -hmm. we're going to go down there, and we're going to hit up Fort Meyer and check out the caisson platoon mm -hmm. and talk to some folks down there. And then we're also going to MDW headquarters. Yes. Talk to Major General Pepin, which yep. is going to be great. We love getting our senior leaders on here to chat with us, tell us all about what they're doing, what kind of things they have on the horizon for, for all of us. Because, I mean, obviously, whatever, you know, they want to do, we support. And so it's going to be great. Last time we had somebody, uh, we had General Jones on here, and he was a great fan of ours. So we hope we can bring uh, Major General Pepin over to the dark side and be one of our big fans. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get, we need to record him saying that. Yes. But I'm excited because... I'm excited because we are actually going to him. Yes. And so it'll be it, it'll be a fun day. We're going to be on the Fort Meade Classified Facebook page posting stuff all day. Yep. 
and we're having gonna, some fun with it. Gems coming. Gems with us, coming with us as always. Yeah. So our trusty employee teammate here, um, our mascot, and Joe is coming. <laughs> yeah, and me. I'll, I'll be there, I guess. <laughs> if I have to bring you. I mean, <laughs> just gems just you. dragging me around. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, yes. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. And if you want to get on our social media, let us know. Yeah. If you have any questions for for Major General Pepin, see yeah. if we can pass some of those along. But. Um, April, I think we're proving, is a very busy month. Very busy. Lots of exciting things going on. It's spring. We're getting out more. All these wonderful things. And it's also a very special month here on the fort. And dare I say, all military installations. It's the month of the military child. Uh, This is the 35th year of this month-long observance, recognizing children of service members and the sacrifices they make and the challenges Mm -hmm. that they overcome. So we're very excited because, once again, joining us is Fort Meade's Children and Youth Services Division Chief, Francisco Jamison. He's going to, he's here to talk to us about the importance of recognizing our military children and the resources available to them. Well, Fran, thanks for being with us uh, today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always, always a pleasure to have you here with us on the show. But today we're talking about the month of the military child and... For everybody listening, why is it important to take a month to recognize military children in our lives? Well, I'm a little biased. I'm a military brat myself. Yeah. Um, so, you know, military children are among the most resilient uh, people you'll ever meet. I mean, just all the things that they have to go through as military children with the travel, mm-hmm. uh, with their parents being away from them for quite some time, um, and just... All, all the different things that a military child's life it entails, it, it makes them a very special community. And obviously, I've dedicated my adult life to working with children, mm-hmm. primarily military children. So the month of military child means a lot to me. So yeah. I, I, I would like to take the time to just read the official proclamation, uh, which would give some more information on why it's important. The month of the military child is a time to recognize military children and families for the many sur- sacrifices they make and the challenges they overcome. This annual celebration is a legacy of former Defense Secretary Caspar Weinberger, established in April 1986, to underscore the important role children and youth play in the armed forces community. As our nation continues to face the worldwide pandemic, military children and youth remain a resilient force, adjusting to school closings, navigating online instruction, and responding to many uncertainties. They have remained strong and proud while adjusting to a new normal within a changing world. We all recognize, honor, and celebrate the many sacrifices and the vital role they play in support of their military parents, community, and our nation. So that kind of encapsulates why it's important to me. That's excellent. I recognize military children. One of the things, you know, you mentioned and mentioned in the proclamation is is the the challenges that they face. What are some of those challenges that military kids face? Well, sure. I I think as a a former (laughs) military brat, and I think I've mentioned in, in former podcasts, uh, I think we kind of always fall into two categories. You have those children that are constantly moving mm-hmm. as part of their their parents' uh, military career. And then you have those that kind of stay in one place because their parents are in a specific MOS that keeps them uh, in that area. I, right. That was my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at Fort Eustace and Fort Story, which are about 25 miles from each other. Right. So I lived in Virginia for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I was that military brat who kind of just stayed in the same area. But... Even that brat has their friends moving a lot yeah. right. away from them. Yeah. So if you are the brat that's, uh, and I say brat lovingly. Yes. If you are that brat, you are dealing with a lot of change. Mm-hmm. You know, the average civilian child doesn't move, right. you know, eight, nine, ten times. That's yeah. changing 
neighborhoods, changing friends, changing schools. Yeah. You know, so every piece of that is a challenge for, for a young person. Yeah. And, and life is hard enough without all that. So to add just that constant uncertainty to, the, to your life makes it much harder than your normal, well, your average, you say normal, your average civilian child. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing with, with military so children is they, the, the good thing is they get a lot of experience with diversity. You know, yeah. that's the beautiful thing about being in the military, I think, is you experience every culture, yeah. you know, every religion, every background, yeah. every race. Um, it's a, it's a one-team, one-fight mentality. Uh, so that's the beauty of it yeah. in that regard. Uh, but they're a special bunch. Uh, we're a special bunch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, and obviously, depending on which kind of brat you are, there's specific challenges unique to their circumstance, which you went over some of those things. So what kind of resources are available to military children to help them overcome those challenges? Well, that's the, you know, I think the military has really done a great job in the last three decades of yeah. working specifically on the families and their children. You know, my father served in the 70s and the 80s, and in the 70s especially, the famous thought process was, you know, we didn't assign you your family. You know, yeah. your, your, your family didn't come with the job. <laughs> That obviously became uh, a hindrance to the soldier and, the, and readiness. So making sure you're taking care of the family goes a long way to support readiness. Uh, the military children today have so many different avenues for, for that support. You know, our school liaison officer, mm -hmm. uh, we have Sarah Bunnies here at Team Mead, yeah, she's you know, awesome. is someone who can help both the child and the family get mm -hmm. acclimated to the new school system, which, you know, school is huge in a child's right. life. Um, and again, if you're the new kid in third grade or, or 12th grade, it's, it's just a big change. So school liaisons are a big one I always want to mention. Uh, Tutor.com, you know, is, is one that I want to make sure folks are aware of. www.tutor.com is free. It's a free yeah. online source for every military child for tutoring. You know, when you're traveling around a lot, you lose that relationship sometimes with your teachers, yeah. and that's major. So that tutoring system allows you to get help in almost any um, subject or discipline. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you have young children, it's less of a tutoring uh, aspect than if you were middle school or high school, but helps you with ACTs, SATs, you know, all kinds of things. You know, I was terrible in math, for example, so <laughs> just to get calculus help would have been great for me. Um, then there's a military uh, child education coalition. I'm a member of MSEC, and, and that's a great organization for, for both parents and children. Um, and you can join that, and it gives you great... Um, information on what it's like to be in the military and how to access lots of different um, activities and resources in, in a new community. Because sometimes you move somewhere and you just don't know where right. to turn to. Yeah. Um, and so ACS is the other one that I want to make sure I give a plug to. Army Community Service, and it's led here at Team Me by Dan Ferlano. They are able to welcome you to the community and give you all of a yeah. one-stop shop kind of a, of a feel. So uh, folks here at Team Meet can call them at 301-677-5590, and ACS will definitely help you out with getting integrated to the, the Meet community. Yeah. Yes, and if it's not, you know, if you're not Army, because we know every branch is here, but you can still go to ACS, and they will connect you with your counterparts. Sure. Mm -hmm. So you can get acclimated, because I know with military family moving around, I feel like, we get to a place, and by the time I leave, it's like right a month before we leave, I find like something really awesome yeah. that I wish I knew about two sure. years ago. Yeah. The same goes with with the kids as well. So it's really important to go go to those newcomer briefs, and you know just find out what's available to you when you come in. Well, when a family 
comes to the fort, kind of going off that a little bit, when the family first comes to Fort Meade, you know, you, we said ACS and, and go see them. What are some other things that the children specifically can get involved with here with the fort when they first come? Well, I'm going to brag a little bit. Yes. Uh, I think the, the best place you can go to is this little thing called Child and Youth Services. Yes. That was, that, you know, that was, a, that was a softball question for you, Fran. You went exactly where I wanted you to go yeah, with that one. Child and Youth Services, this little agency. Um, we are very happy to be the, the leading force on the garrison for children and youth activities and that runs the gamut from child development centers mm -hmm. and, and child care all the way through our, our middle school high school which is at our teen center um, which is free yes. our, our teen programming is free it's a fantastic program uh, for ages 11 through uh, 12th grade and it's after school programming that's free to anyone that's eligible for CYS and it's over at uh, 3102 MacArthur. And, and that's a really cool center, by the way. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. 3D printers yes. and, and a whole center for innovation. Don't and you have like a popcorn machine or popcorn something machine, over there? Ice machine. <laughs> yeah, um, like I might just be like, yeah, I'm in 12th grade. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> we still ID. Um, <laughs> Dang it. Um, and then sports. You know, we have a great sports program. I mean, so if you're coming from, again, that, that transition can be hard, and sports is one of those things that bonds us. Yeah. So if you're a soccer player coming from Kaiserslautern or coming from Korea, you can still play soccer here yes. in Fort Meade. We, have, we offer all the sports that any other community would offer, um, starting again back here in the spring sports. Um, but also for your parents. So if, yeah. you're, if you're a coach, we'd love to have you come volunteer coach there for us. Yeah. Um, and then our kids can get involved with just uh, our school-age programs. You know, So before and after school programs are available. Um, some are free, some are at a cost. Our parents' central office can get you all that information at 301 Six seven seven one one five six. You can always follow us on Facebook at Mead CYS. Um, our every one of our centers is is hosting their own month of military child activities. Awesome. Um, they have their own calendars uh, for various different things that they're doing: hand collages and you know wear your your camo day and all kinds of crazy hair day and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> um, but if you're a child, you can also just get involved with some of our our clubs. We have yeah. a lot of clubs in CYS. You know our our smart girls. Primarily for our for our females, it t helps them out with that you know that transition from being an elementary child to you know yes. puberty, which is yeah. that that super that word. fun time of yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the and, best. And for our boys, we have passport to manhood. Same thing. Cool. Teaching That's you how cool. to tie a tie, you know, or shave, or you know, whatever those kind of things that are. Because again, our, our our dads and our moms sometimes aren't present right. because yeah. they're, they're doing their mission. So we try to kind of help support that that parent responsibility with the activities we offer in child and youth. That's Takes awesome. a village. It does, it does take a village. Yeah. And it does I take a village. Yeah, and, and we're that village, and I, and I love that. And I also wanted to kind of plug um, an off-post resource that I think partners really well with the Ford, and that is the um, Anne Arundel County Public Libraries, mm -hmm. especially the Severn Branch, which is right off Rockenbach, yeah. and then there's one down the street um, in Odenton. And I say this because they have some really cool programs that when I was a kid going to libraries, it was very quiet. You go and you read and you study, and that's all you do at libraries. Mm -hmm. That is not the case anymore. Sure. You haven't gotten the memo. Mm -hmm. uh, they have some really cool clubs, activities. Um, I think the one in Odenton has like some really cool computer labs and um, does like um, like a graphic novel novel club mm -hmm. and things like that. So, um, in addition to the, all the amazing things you can find on the fort, you can find things off the fort as well. And we've got great community support around here. So. 
take a look around. You'll definitely find some really cool stuff. And we'll, yeah. we'll plug our library because yes, the several one is fantastic, but we do have one on the post yes. here too. Yep. And I lived at our library as a military brat. I loved yes. our library. The summer reading program was one of my yes. favorites. And I know that we do something similar here at Team Meet. So um, check out both the Severn one. And you know, if you're just walking around Burba and you want to duck into our library, they have all the video games, books, that's, DVDs, that's all awesome. that you can do there Absolutely. too. So fantastic. Yeah, so there's a lot happening this month. We have we have actually two military theme months that we're we're focusing on. But for month of the military child, we have a few events going on, and one that really caught my eye that I'm not familiar with, and maybe some other people might not be either, is Purple Up Day. Sure. So what's that about? Okay, so Purple Up Day is used as a day to hold programs and events in honor of military children. And wearing purple is a way, a visible way you can show support and thank military youth for their strength and sacrifices. Do you guys know why it's purple? I do. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm under the assumption it's it's for joint. Like it's for we're joint. A joint because, we're a joint base. Yeah, Army Green, uh, Marine Red, Coast Guard, Air Force, and Navy Blue. Put them all together, it comes out with purple. You got to have me, Sherry. <laughs> I, know. I thought it was breaking news. No, well, the, no, you're not breaking news because all of our commanders always call it a purple post because of the same. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. I was making a, an educated guess that that. Yeah, and you were. So it. wearing that purple on, so it's kind of weird here because we are a civilian group and a military organization. Right. For the military, it's going to be April fifteenth. Okay. For the civilian, and when I say military, what I mean is CYS as a military organization, we will celebrate it on April 15th, which is a Friday. Okay. The school system is going to celebrate it on April 20th because that's when the state celebrates it. Gotcha. So the state Makes will celebrate sense. it. So wear it twice. Yeah, um, exactly. April Sounds 15th, good to me. wear purple, and then wear it again a couple days later. Um, so everyone will wear purple on that day, including my staff, if, they're, if they would like to. Um, so when you bring your kids to CYS or going to school or coming to work, we'd love for you to wear some purple. And that's not too hard in this state with all these Ravens fans. So yeah, yeah, there should be plenty of purple laying around. Some things that you can wear that are purple. So we'd love to see those folks do that. And I mean, for the fort, one of our primary colors when we reinvigorated and came up with a new logo a few years ago mm -hmm. is purple yep. for specifically the reason of the jointness. Exactly. So, so yeah. it'll be all about the it'll be all about our military kids. That's what we're gonna say, that our logo is purple for the military kids on the fifteenth and the twentieth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So Fran, you touched on this a little bit and so with Purple Update, um, you know, the focus uh, across the state of Maryland on the twentieth is to do programming for military kids. Um, and I know that there was a, a panel discussion with military kids today that our, our school liaison offer Officer Sarah Bonice was at, yes. um, which I think is a great opportunity for military military kids to use their voices and say what concerns them, and you know, because we can sit here and speculate all we want, but until you're in their shoes dealing with what they're dealing with in in 2022, um, we don't really know. So I think that's wonderful. What other events are going on? Maybe what is CYS doing um, to celebrate Month of the Military Child or other community events? Well, that'll give me a great opportunity to. By, to mention that to, it's also Child Abuse Prevention Month. Mm -hmm. So, you know, April is one of those months with lots of things. Yes. Like Month of Military Child and Child Abuse Prevention, they tie together children. Mm -hmm. So we always partner with Army Community Service who kind of oversees the Child Abuse Prevention part of it. And so every year we have a kickoff event, and that event was this morning at Child Development Center 2. So ACS and CYS got together, and um, our Strong Beginnings Kids, which is our pre-K program, uh, went out to our, our four-year area and outside and planted some pinwheels, um, oh, blue, yes. blue pinwheels, because blue is the color for child abuse for prevention, um, with some purple in it to tie together <laughs> month of military yep. child. And that's always our kickoff event. So that was this morning, and thanks to Selena Flowers and her team for that. They always do a great job with that activity. 
Um, so for CYS, the next big event will be our Purple Up Day, which is Friday, April 15th. And then throughout the month, every day of the, the month, um, Monday through Friday, there'll be activities that CYS will do in our CDCs and school-age programs and our middle school teen center. Um, and we'll post all that on our Facebook page. Follow us at MeetCYS. Um, but, you know, we'll do things like crazy hair day, wacky day, favorite hat day, favorite color day, camo day, just different things that we'll do. We'll do some sports events and activities outside. Um, and then we'll do some joint events with other, uh, we have uh, Operation Military Kids is going to do a lock-in at our teen center. It's something that happens across the enterprise, uh, every garrison, um, throughout the DOD, Army, Navy, Marines, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do the same event. And at that event, our teens reach out to other garrisons and they kind of do, you know, these young That's kids, cool. Joe, do these gaming things. And oh, yeah. 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 So, lock-in events are a lot of fun. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and back from the pandemic, it's kind of a... And, and as Colonel Island says, we may be done with Corona, COVID's not, not done, done with us, us. Yeah. Um, but we are trying to move in towards sure. HBCon Alpha-esque activities, and so we'll right. see how that will go later this month, but um, we, we have lots of great things, and I just ask anyone if they're interested to follow us on Meet CYS um, or, or the, the PAO pages, because you all yeah. always represent us very well. And yeah, we'll, cer well, we'll certainly share everything that you guys do. We Definitely. love to see what you guys do. Yeah. Yes, and we are getting, we are, our, the PCS season is upon us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know families are probably are starting to trickle in, and I know that they're going to be coming in soon. So if you know of a PCS family coming here, be sure to connect them to some of these resources. And I know we talked about a lot. There is a lot going on in the month of April. If you are sitting home and you and your, your children are bored in the month of April, that is on you because there is so much going on yeah. at CYS with with. Uh, with everything going on around the fort. So just make sure you're checking out the CYS Facebook page at Mead CYS. Check out our Facebook page. Several calendars, it sounds like. Yep. So you can find something to do everywhere. No matter what age your child is, there is something for everyone. And I'm telling you, check out that teen center. It's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. No, I think it's good because sometimes yeah. I really feel like the teens are our overlooked population sure, sure. in all of this. Sure. Um, it's easy to, the little kids, it's super easy. It's, sometimes it's our yeah. teens and stuff who kind of get kind of yeah. get left out and then sure. you know well that, that'll give me a chance to plug a couple of things oh uh, we have a job fair yeah. next nice. month um okay. again check out our, our our it is it's for teens so it's a youth job fair nice, nice. um and it's going to be at mead high school uh so we're partnering with the, the high school and army community service so there'll be 50 vendors there wow. uh, one of them is cys because um, we're always looking to hire, and we can hire yeah. kids as young as 17 now in CYS. So and, we'd love awesome. to. And, and, I was, and you started, I right? Was a, that's your whole, your, your, your origin story yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. 16-year-old starting out in CYS, and now, you know, I, I made $4.25 an hour, and now they pay me $5 an hour. That's so, uh, <laughs> I've made it. I've made it. So <laughs> we, have a, we have a job for next month, and then I do want to point out, for because you mentioned people coming to the garrison. That's a great point. Summer camp. Yes. So I know it's not about military child, but summer camp is coming, and we are back to a relatively normal camp. We'll have some field trips nice. and lots of fun activities to do. We have uh, at least 50 spaces left, so I would encourage you if you're interested. We have three locations, school age one, school age center two for our kinder through fifth grade, and then the middle school center, like you keep mentioning, the teen center will have uh, some activities this summer for the teens as well. So we'd love to have your kids come out and do stuff with us this summer. Well, it may not be month of the military child, but... 
we have military child every day of the year. So I am yeah. all for promoting all the great things that kids can take part in. Absolutely. This month we're promoting it, but they can do it all year. Sure. So yep. summer camps, all that stuff is great. Especially if you're new to the to the garrison and you're looking to make friends and everything, summer camps would be a great way to, mm-hmm. to get connected and to do that. Definitely. So that way you can start off the school year with a nice new batch of friends and ready to go. So I love it. Yep. Again, sports is happening in, yes. in April for spring, and we'll be back in the fall for fall sports. Um, summer camps we mentioned. Um, we'll, obviously, next month we'll have uh, our staff appreciation because that's the month of teacher appreciation. Mm-hmm. So we'll do some special things there, um, and then we're into June. I mean, it's always something going on in child and youth, but yeah. I'm sure you'll have you back in the future for that too. Oh, so. for sure. <laughs> we'd love to have you on the show. On the show. That's all I got. Thanks awesome. for having me. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as iTunes. We're also on divotshub.net. If you search Fort Meade Declassified.